Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Unbothered with your host, Josh Morani. Today, it's going to be a special episode dedicated to fantasy football and my fantasy football ultimate mock draft. Really excited about this, but before I get into it, two topics I want to discuss, both of them regarding the preseason games yesterday. Yesterday, I thought the Giants would win. They might play some starters, whereas the Patriots said they weren't going to play Mac Jones uh, or any of their starters. So the Giants played their starters uh, first drive, and it was uninspiring. It really was. Saquon Barkley, he looked all right. Looked like he had a little quicker step than again. He's playing the second team Patriots defense. Daniel Jones is a disaster. Disaster Daniel. It's not Danny Dimes. You know, that shouldn't be his nickname. It should be Danny of a disaster or disaster Danny. One of the two. Uh, Because... You think of somebody like Dan or Daniel, you take them seriously. I don't take Daniel Jones seriously, so henceforth, Danny is his nickname. Uh, Disaster Danny. Uh, In everything he does on the football field is a disaster. Uh, You know, I think he had one good play I liked yesterday, uh, which was it was a third and five, and he kind of ran right up the middle to get the first down, but a couple of his throws, timing off just a touch, accuracy a touch. And when you're a fourth-year quarterback in the preseason playing backups, that can't be the issue. Timing and accuracy can't be an issue as a fourth-year quarterback. When you're a rookie, I'll give you a pass. When you're in your second year, I might be a little lenient given some circumstances, but when you're in the fourth year, I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. Uh, you're just a mediocre quarterback at best. They went from a mediocre Eli, uh, but of course with Eli, he won two Super Bowls, uh, thanks in part to their defense being amazing uh, both times. Uh, Daniel Jones does not have an amazing defense, doesn't have an amazing offense. This organization, the general manager, the owners don't know how to draft, scout talent. uh, And it's an indictment on everybody because Daniel Jones didn't pan out. Their players that they draft, they just don't pan out. If they were smarter, they would have drafted, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. You know, Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, not a Daniel Jones. So that's their first critical mistake. And I think midway through the season, Daniel Jones is going to be replaced. I think, you know, he starts, you know, he has an easy first. Let me rephrase that. He's got a tough schedule. He's got, you know, Kind of a favorable, it would be to most teams, but since it's the Giants, it's not really favorable. 
a matchup against the Titans and Panthers. Uh, those are really your biggest winnable games for back-to-back, uh, as a matter of fact, for a chunk of the season. You know, then you get into the Packers and the Ravens, you know, uh, Lions, who I think are better, uh, Cowboys, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings. I mean, this team, I mean, what, by that, you know, week, what is that, seven point, six point, it is it, when they're playing the Ravens and they're one and five at that point. I think there's going to be rumblings of Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor will come in at some point during the season and relieve Daniel Jones. I think that's going to be the case. I don't think Daniel Jones lasts the whole season. There's been too many problems with him from start to finish in the previous years that he's been in. Uh, And if they want to spark this team when they're – Three and ten, it's going to be to put Tyrod Taylor in. So, I think he doesn't make it up the whole season, doesn't play every game. And I think because of that, you know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which is a big deal. Um, Usually, if you have a talented quarterback, you either, that you trust, you either pick up his fifth-year option, or you've already signed him to an extension. Neither of those have happened with this guy. I think Brian Dable even gets a sense that this isn't his guy. He just went from being the offensive coordinator and coaching Josh Allen to Daniel Jones. Yeah, I think it's a pretty big drop-off in that department. So, Brian Dable, I think, will get his guy in next year's draft. This is another rebuilding year. It'll be their fourth or fifth year of rebuilding. And then they get their guy. Then they get their guy, and then Brian Dable can go to work. So much like, you know, Brian Dable's year this year, I'm going to compare it to uh, Dan Campbell's last year with the Detroit Lions, where you expect him to be bad, but roster's bad. Show some competitive spirit, maybe a culture turnaround um, to just provide some momentum for a year or two. I think that's what Brian's going to do. He's going to get out off after, get off from under Daniel Jones because that's not his guy. And the other one I was right about two for two last night. I thought the Ravens were going to win their 21st preseason game in a row. Uh, like I said, they take it more seriously than everyone else, and that was obviously the case yesterday as well. Uh, but another big thing is Tyler Huntley played a lot of snaps, and he was in a majority of the year uh, last year uh, when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Tyler Huntley was a guy, so he got a lot of game time experience, and he wasn't half bad. He wasn't terrible. Uh, so I figured, you know, Baltimore would win. Like I said, they took it more seriously, uh, but something else happened that was the main focal point of this game. And that was Malik Willis. Malik Willis was the star of the game. Was he tremendous? Were his numbers great? No, uh, not at all. But 
you know, 107 yards, uh, an 88 passer rating. It's not bad. It's not bad at all for, you know, your first uh, NFL start, your preseason start. Hassan Haskins, I thought looked good. My guy from Michigan, uh, same with Chestnut. Titans looked good. Ravens were just better. Uh, but Malik Willis made some fabulous plays, uh, you know, running uh, running the ball as well as throwing the football, you know, sidearm, uh, dual threat guy, looked good. And Malik Willis could be coming for Ryan Tannehill's job. I'm going to say that right now is that Ryan Tannehill's job is on alert. I'm not going to put it on life alert, something labeled crazy, but it's on alert. Uh, You know, if I'm the Tennessee Titans, if I'm the players in that locker room, I'm fuming a little bit over the fact that the main reason why I didn't make it past the Bengals was due to my quarterback who started off our divisional game, remind you, this was a home game for the Titans. They were the number one seed, had the bye, and they open up the game with a Ryan Tannehill interception. They open up the second half with a Ryan Tannehill interception. And they end the game with a Ryan Tannehill interception. Three interceptions, and that is why they lose that game. So, and then you have the a little news conference after they draft Malik Willis at Ryan Tannehill. It's not his job. He ain't going to be looking after Malik because I think he's a little scared uh, that they drafted Malik. And if Malik keeps dazzling like he did in this game, they could very well, very much well replace Malik. Do I think Malik's going to be some superstar, some great NFL quarterback that, you know, has this immense legacy? No. But do I think he can be a better option than Ryan Tannehill? Yeah. And he can be a much cheaper option than Ryan Tannehill. Two things I like more. A quarterback with a higher upside and cheaper, you can build around Malik a lot better now than you can with Ryan Tannehill. In Ryan Tannehill, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. Um, you know, you want to compare him to Joe Flacco. Well, at least Joe Flacco, you know, played similar to Ryan Tannehill in the regular season. Um, you know, was cool, calm, collected, you know, just an average Joe regular season. But come postseason time, Joe Flacco elevated his game. They won a Super Bowl, had a couple deep playoff runs because of Joe Flacco. With Ryan Tannehill, he doesn't elevate his game in the postseason. His game sort of declines, and because of that, they get ousted, you know, early in the playoffs. So because of that, I look at Malik Willis. If he can kind of push Ryan Tannehill, uh, you know, the Titans don't have a very easy schedule as well. Um, Colts have strengthened in their division. Uh, they play the Bills, the Raiders, ASUS, so also the Chiefs, uh, Broncos. They play the Bengals. Tough Chargers. Tough, tough schedule. So if Ryan Tannehill is faltering, 
during any stretch. I'm looking, you know, kind of after uh, week seven, week six, um, or week seven after we play the Texans. They have a very tough stretch. It's Chiefs, Broncos, Packers, Bengals, Eagles. That's a very tough five-game stretch to go out unscathed. And if Ryan Tannehill's fooling around in the pocket, he's making those interceptions again, you might be time to put him elite to get him a spark because I don't think Titans are going to be in the conversation for the one seed. But with their roster, they can very much well get into the playoffs and win their division. So that's what I'm looking for with the Tennessee Titans. And we'll see uh, what happens if Malik keeps pushing for that spot. But Malik has been the highlight of our very young and short preseason start so far. Now time to get in to my fantasy football mock draft. This fantasy football mock draft that I'm doing it's an eight-team draft, and it is a PPR, which means points per reception, which to me is the only way to do fantasy football drafts, is points per reception. And I love fantasy. There is a lot of people that in the United States love fantasy football. They just do some of it. You know, it's they play for pride. A lot of people play for money and gamble as part of it. But I just love the competition of fantasy football. I'm in it for the pride. I don't need to win 20 bucks uh, from Joe Blow or anybody else. Uh, having that number one next to my name in fantasy is just enough for me. I love fantasy uh, football. I'm actually very good at it as well. Uh, don't want to brag or anything. Uh but in every league I've been in, and I've been playing fantasy football for the past 10 years, I make it to the finals every single year. Even if I play in two, three leagues in the same year, doesn't matter if it's just a family draft, if it's a friend's draft with an 18 PPR or a 12 team non PPR league or a 14 team league, I'm always in the finals. I know how to draft, I watch my football. And I'm here to tell you what to do, maybe give you some draft insight or strategy as well. So this mock draft is all from my mind, starting with the first pick. What do I think about calculate after that? Now, I'm not going to do the full, you know, 1 to 16 draft and draft a defense or kicker. I am drafting you. You're starting lineup, your quarterback, your two running backs, your two wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and one bench player that you could swap out for a flex. So let's break it down. Round one, the consensus number one pick. If you have a number one pick, it's the consensus around everyone. Pick Jonathan Taylor. No matter what type of league you're in, pick Jonathan Taylor number one. Uh, I would pick Jonathan Taylor number one this year. However, I'm always skeptical skeptical about picking the number one guy. I just am. We've seen that with McCaffrey the past two years. He's been the number one guy. It just doesn't pan out. So that's one 
you know, I'm always nervous about, you know, Christian McCaffrey. You know, it's been a Michael Thomas or a Kamara. It's, I, it always gets me nervous, you know, the running back first. You know, remember David Johnson with the Cardinals from a few years back as well. Consensus number one, it usually scares me, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Do I think he'll be as dominant last year? Because he really had uh, a, the middle season, 11 great weeks. His first three weeks last year was so-so. Uh, the Colts getting their bearings, and they found out that, hey, they've got this amazing running back. Let's keep Jonathan Taylor going. So he was great, you know, weeks 4 to 15, tailed off 16 through 18 near VN, but he was dominant. I had him in both my leagues, thankfully, and, you know, he was a late-round pick. One of them, my 14-team league, he was a, went undrafted, and I just picked him up. So that ain't happening this year. Pick Jonathan Taylor number one if he's available in your first round. If you see that name, Jonathan Taylor, pick him. All right, so Jonathan Taylor's picked first. Let's see Jonathan Taylor. Let's say you're number two. If he was picked before me in the league, who do I go next? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Why? He draws so many targets from Matthew Stafford. That's the number one reason. And he's going to catch a lot of those targets. He was the most targeted last year next to Devontae Adams. And that streak is going to continue. Yes, they've got Allen Robinson, but he replaces that Robert Woods role that they had. And then they had Odell after Robert Woods. Odell's not back yet. So it's still just a one-two punch Van Jefferson's in there. But Matt Stafford loves Cooper Cup. As well documented, their 6 a.m. breakfast, film watching, Cooper Cubs wide receiver number one. Let's say you pick number three. Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup are gone. In that spot, I'm picking Justin Jefferson. Why? Uh, to me, he's fantasy value. He's a wide receiver to get. He's also going to get a ton of targets. Uh, the scheme that they're in is very similar now to the Rams scheme. Uh, Offensive coordinator left, so John, Justin Jefferson going to get a ton of yard uh, targets. Last year had 1,600 yards, I think seven touchdowns. Uh, I expect the yards to maybe dip a bit, uh, but touchdowns to go up a little. I think Justin Jefferson's going to have another big year in terms of fantasy, and that's probably my biggest fantasy nugget is, I'll mention this now, is if you see a team that's desperate, Always make a trade with a desperate player. It'll usually always work out for you. So now Taylor, Cup, and Jefferson are off our board. Number four, Derrick Henry. Yeah, last year he got hurt, but he was on a record pace before he got hurt. The Titans, they traded A.J. Brown. No longer have Julio. They're going back to the Derrick Henry offense. No matter foot broken, foot not broken, they're handing off to Derrick Henry. You can count on that. I have him at four. Five. Then I get Najee Harris. You know, usually running backs are off the board first, the good ones. Najee Harris, he was a premier back last year. He was a three-down back. They use him in the passing game as well. He broke the Pittsburgh uh, rookie scrimmage yard record. I think he's going to elevate in year two. Then after that, number six, those guys are gone. I'm taking Dalvin Cook, running back for the – Minnesota Vikings, yes, he usually misses three games due to injury. But in the rest, he's usually reliable, is the goal line threat. They don't take him out in those situations. 
so you don't have to worry about his touchdowns uh, going away. So big one there, Dalvin Cook. Number seven, this is a pick I like, and I'm diving this to you all because not a lot of people think about him, get him. That's Austin Eckler running back for the Los Angeles Chargers. Did me very well in my fantasy league last year, one of them having Austin Eckler uh, because he's used as both the primary running back and he's also is used as a wide receiver out of the backfield a bit as well. So he kind of double dips in terms of passing yards and rushing yards. Uh, Justin Herbert seems to like him. They use him a lot in the game plan. Uh, Austin Eckler's keeper. Now pick number eight. Let's say you're in this 18 draft. One through seven's gone. Who do I get? You know you have back-to-back picks. So you either want a running back or wide receiver here. I'm going to go wide receiver. One, Devontae Adams. This is where I take Devontae. If those guys up top have already been taken, I get my premier wide receiver number one. Uh, His production might dip a little, leaving Aaron Rodgers, but Derek Carr is still going to give him a ton of targets. I think he'll be just fine. So, Devontae. So, my teammate just drafted Devontae Adams. Now it's time for me to draft a running back. Uh, Take a look at the board. Let me draft Christian McCaffrey. I think this is an okay round. I, most people have Christian very high. They have him, mostly everybody that I look at, have him in their top eight picks. Some, a lot of them top five. Some of them in your top three. I'm not sold on Christian McCaffrey. Like I said, he's battled a lot of injuries. So if I'm looking for a running back in the first round, I have that first round pick. I'm looking for guys who have not had that injury history. The, the Ecklers, the Cook who missed it two or three games. But McCaffrey misses 7-10. to 10. Najee doesn't miss games. Derrick Henry's missed nine games last year. That was it. Taylor doesn't miss any. So that's why I pick Christian McCaffrey now. If people are telling you to pick Christian McCaffrey in your first round pick and you're in an 8-10 to 10 spot, uh, that's when you pick him. If you're trying to get him picked before 8, please don't. It'll avoid you some heartache. Now, it could be totally wrong in this, and this could be the year he stays healthy. We'll see. If you like out in the second round, good for you. But maybe you can uh, be happy that some other guy in your league picks him. So now seven, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is next in the next round. Uh, we're in round two now. Christian McCaffrey picked Jamar Chase. Now gets picked. A lot of people have Jamar Chase too high in the first round. Some in the first five picks. Some have him as a first wide receiver. I love Jamar Chase. I think he's amazing. But the thing is, the guys I've named ahead of him so far, uh, the Devontae's, the Justin Jefferson's, the Cooper Cups, they have a ton of targets. They are the main wide receiver on their team. So they are going to get those targets. Jamar Chase isn't the only wide receiver on the team. They've got T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon. The ball gets evenly distributed. Yes, Jamar Chase will get the extra percentage or dose. But last year, he only had, you know, 80 to 90 targets. It wasn't even in that 100 mark like the Justin Jeffersons of the world. So that's why I have Jamar Chase here. And I think it's solid value for him with a lot of upside. Number six, uh, again, the pick, uh, this is for team number six, um, but this is pick number 11. This is Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, fantastic year last year. 
I don't know if he replicates the production, mainly because of Trey Lance. Jury is still out on him. High upside, but Debo Samuel, if he's used in that wide back role, uh, Debo Samuel, again, had him in both my leagues last year. Big dividends, but again, I'm always wary of having the same guy uh, who did good for me back-to-back years, as you never know the case. Then, Stephon Diggs after him. Uh, Stephon Diggs, tremendous wide receiver. Great hands, ton of targets with Josh Allen. Uh, as, as you see the theme here, the first round, focus on the running backs if available. Second round, then you get your premier wide receivers because there's more wide receivers than uh, – there's more good wide receivers than good running backs. Let me rephrase that. Then after Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is going to be a major focus point of the Miami Dolphins this year. Tyreek Hill is also named the punt returner, which is huge. He hasn't regularly returned punts in a while. When the Chiefs, he was getting a ton of yards. So check your league settings. But make sure your league manager, commissioner, has punt return yardage on. Tyreek will be huge for you. I was tempted to have him even higher just because of that. But with Jalen Waddle, I know some targets will go to him as well. And then moving to pick 14, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Alvin Kamara's had so-so fantasy, uh, back-to-back fantasy years. You know, he's had the eruptive Christmas six-touchdown masterful game that won leagues, but I haven't seen that performance yet since then. He's been good. Uh, he's battled some injuries, legal issues, uh, quarterback switch from the great Drew Brees to a Jameis Winston, Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill combo. So sometimes Ian Book. You know, can't get a rhythm with all those quarterbacks back there. Hopefully, Alvin Kamara uh, gets his value back. Pick 15, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's a very good running back. You know, Bengals have one of the best offenses. They feature everybody. Joe Mixon, I think, will get another 1,000-plus yards like he did last year. We'll touch the 10-touchdown range. Uh, Joe Mixon, it's very solid. He doesn't have the... You know, the 50-point games like the Camara at times or the Cooper Cup or the Jamar Chase. But Joe Mixon, he'll be your steady dose of 18 to 20 points every single week. And my last pick of the second round, pick number 16, CeeDee Lamb. This is a team that I think will throw the ball a lot with Dak Prescott. They got rid of Amari Cooper, so the number one wide receiver right now is none other than CeeDee Lamb, of course. Is going to get more targets. Now, here's where I also switch up on things. Beginning in round three, pick number 17, team number one's back on the clock. Uh, after selecting C. Lamb, they get back-to-back picks because of the snake draft. I'm drafting Travis Kelsey. There's two premier tight ends in the league, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. I'm picking them back-to-back. So Travis Kelsey goes one here, and then Mark Andrews goes next. Um, at pick 18, why? There's two premier tight ends in this league, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. They have a lot of things in common. They're big, physical tight ends, great at catching, and they're the number one option on both their teams. Chiefs, they have no Tyreek Hill anymore. It's just Travis Kelsey. They have some other wide receivers, but he's going to get wide receiver level yardage, as he always does. Mark Andrews, Ravens sent out Marquise uh, Godwin, so it's just Mark Andrews. It's just him. So I'm a Travis Kelsey fan. I'm taking him over Mark Andrews. But 
the gap between Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, I mean, next tight end, it's very large. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews will get you those Jamar Chase numbers, those uh, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill numbers. So I'm fine sacrificing a wide receiver pick here because there is a plenty of wide receivers if I get one of the two premier tight ends in the game. So Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews back-to-back. Uh, now pick 19, DeAndre Swift gets picked. Uh, these are now, you know, middle of the pack running backs. DeAndre Swift plays for the Lions. Also is used is the feature back where he'll come out of the backfield to catch passes. Also run, I think he'll have a solid year. Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, the reason I don't have Nick Chubb higher is because they got Kareem Hunt. They use both running backs a lot, but Nick Chubb is the main back. Um, use Nick Chubb, get him here. I think that's good value for him. Then after him, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette also uh, is going to be the workhorse of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back core now. Ronald Jones is gone. He shipped out. You guys don't have to worry about anybody else behind Leonard Fournette. It's going to be Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette only. And I got Javante Williams for the Broncos. You already saw it last year, almost touched a 1,000-yard mark. I think he's going to grow again, grow in this offense. Javante gets picked in the third round. Then pick number 23, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Packers. Now Aaron Jones is a guy that a lot of people usually take high. The reason I'm not taking him so high is they used A.J. Dillon quite a bit last year. Uh, the backup for Aaron Jones, even when Aaron Jones wasn't injured or dinged up, they like to bring A.J. Dillon in. I see that continuing this year, so I don't have Aaron Jones as high as I usually do because A.J. Dillon might take some of those snaps. And then pick number 24, last pick of the third round, a James Conner, feature back of the Arizona Cardinals. Racked up touchdown after touchdown last year was the goal line back. I expect that to continue, and I expect he'll get a few more snaps because Chase Edmonds, they shipped out, gone. He's at Miami now. So James Conner has that backfield all to himself. Now we're starting round four. Pick 25, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. There you go. I think this is good value for him uh, right here in the fourth round, depending on the size of your league. Uh, Keenan Allen, very steady. Justin Herbert and him, good rapport. And after that, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, trusty, always gets the 1,000 yards, always gets the 10 touchdowns. Again, isn't going to be your 40-point player. Your 20 points every single week. It's a PPR league. He's going to get seven receptions, 100 yards, touchdown every week. It's a model of consistency with Mike Evans. DJ Moore next for the Carolina Panthers. Why? I like Baker. I like how they got Baker. So Sam Darnold, bit of a dud. That guy's DJ Moore's fantasy and production to dip last year, along with Cam Newton. They get Baker. Baker's got a number one option. And DJ Moore. T. Higgins, Cincinnati Bengals next. Like I said, there's a lot of talent on this Cincinnati Bengals offense. Joe Burrow's not just throwing the ball to Jamar Chase. A lot of targets go to T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a big physical dude. Go up and moss people. I see that. 
Moving on to the next pick in the fourth round. Michael Pittman for the Indianapolis Colts. I like Michael Pittman a lot more than I did last year because of a quarterback situation. Last year, it was sketchy at best with Carson Wentz. This year, you've got Matt Ryan, former MVP, who I think has got a little bit more value, more left in his game than Carson Wentz. I think Michael Pittman will be a little bit better this year than he did last year. Moving on, Jalen Waddell. Great last year, 1,000 yards, rookie reception record. He's going to build on that year, too. And he was the number one receiver last year. The guy, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's obviously the number one now. But that makes Jalen Waddle's job easier. So will Tyreek Hill, is on those double teams, is facing a difficult matchup. Waddle's going to have it a little bit easier. So, you know, I think there's going to be some weeks in this Dolphins offense. Tyreek Hill's featured a lot. The following, Jalen Waddle's featured a lot. Next pick in the fourth round, Cam Akers. Running back from the Rams, uh, gone is Sony Michelle. Daryl Henderson, they don't really trust uh, Sean McVay. Who's uh, dealt with some injuries, COVID issues, not that reliable. So Cam Akers looks to be the feature back. Yes, his fumble history is concerning in his injury history, uh, but as you'll see later, this team will need a second running back. This is where you draft him. And then last pick of the fourth round, pick 32, 32nd player, is Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. I think this is fair value for Barkley considering, you know, a few years ago he was the number one fantasy draft pick. He was the guy you wanted, and he's had back-to-back bust seasons. And this is where I think you get fair value for him at. Uh, you know, is there a high chance he gets injured and he doesn't play a lot of these games? Yes, but... If you're getting value from here now in your, you know, late 20s, early 30 picks, something's going right for you. Might as well take a shot on him uh, as he has tremendous upside. Round five now, pick 33, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, now a member of the Eagles, also the number one wide receiver over there with Jalen Hurts. He's been talking a lot. Hopefully he backs it up. Again, fair value here for A.J. Brown. Next up is another new contract wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin for the Washington Commanders is me. Carson Wentz, number one guy. Again, good value here for Terry. Next, Josh Jacobs, running back for the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a sneaky good ad here. Josh Jacobs is one who usually gets lost in translation. But I think Josh McDaniels, is going to use Josh Jacobs a little bit more than people say uh, when it comes to the running back committee. Then after Josh Jacobs is, oh, how the mighty have fallen, Ezekiel Elliott finally in the fifth round, pick number 36, we get to Zeke. Once upon a time, he was a top 10 fantasy running back. Not is the case anymore. Nope. Gone are those days with Ezekiel Elliott. I think you get good value here. Tony Pollard plays a lot more uh, than he used to kind of split some snaps with Zeke. Uh, Zeke, I think it's a fair share here. He also gets a bulk of the goal line carries. 
Next, David Montgomery. Another decent running back for the Chicago Bears. Battled some injury. Fell out of some good favor last year. You know, I think he can bounce back and have a better year. But if you're looking for a low-flyer running back, pick David Montgomery. Then next up, J.K. Dobbins. You know, last year, lost season for him and the Ravens due to injury. He comes back healthy this year. This is a team in the Ravens that run the football a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So J.K. Dobbins is going to get those touches. You know, Lamar will get even more. Uh, but J.K. Dobbins is more than a viable running back two or flex play. Next up, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver number one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, why isn't a wide receiver number one like that higher on my list? I'm still worried about the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, the trio of Mitch Trubisky, Miles, or Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett doesn't sound that appealing to me. So that's why I have Deontay Johnson here, but he does have a high upside uh, if they give him the value. But Najee Harris, that's the feature guy in the Steelers. Everybody else is second fiddle. Then the last pick of round five, pick number um, 40, George Kittle. George Kittle, you get your third tight end taken off the board here. I think it's fair value for a few things. Again, Debo Samuel, he's the guy now. They use Brandon Ayuk a lot. George Kittle, uh, injuries kind of force him out half the season anyways right now. Uh, and with Trey Lance in the running system, Elijah Mitchell, like I said, Debo, who knows how many big games George Kittle will have. Jimmy G loved George, which is his safety blanket, much like Tom Brady and Gronk. Jimmy had George Kittle. Who knows if Trey Lance used the same way about George Kittle. Uh, that's why I have George Kittle lower uh, than most do. But what have you noticed so far? We're done with five rounds, 40 picks. No quarterback taken yet. Usually I'm against taking quarterbacks early at all. Uh, I'm all for getting your skill position players, you know, over the quarterback. Uh, but this is where it changes. The first quarterback gets drafted here. And usually when a position like quarterback gets drafted, it creates a snowball effect where everybody gets their quarterback uh, because they all want their guy or they just want to get a guy before um, kind of the top 10 quarterbacks are gone. So when you're in an eight-person league, it works out well because everybody can kind of get a guy. Uh, so... Team number eight, first pick of the sixth round, pick number 41. They pick Josh Allen. To me, he's the best quarterback. I have him winning the MVP this year uh, for the NFL. I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to take an extra step. Uh, him and Stephon Diggs already have great chemistry. Josh Allen's also a little dual threat. He'll get some rushing yards, some rushing touchdowns. They throw a ball a lot. Josh Allen's my QB number one. And after that, like I said, it starts to snowball effect where quarterbacks are taken off the board. Patrick Mahomes goes next. Another elite fantasy option. They can rack up a ton of points. Scrambles a little bit, but he's got a cannon for an arm. Can make some big throws. Patrick Mahomes there. Then after Patrick Mahomes, people are like, who's the next best quarterback? Who do I take? I'll take Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert gets taken. 
by the Los Angeles Chargers. And after that, Tom Brady gets taken. No slowing down Tom Brady. Had one of the best fantasy seasons last year for a quarterback. Uh, he was just electric. Uh, last year had so many good games. Tom Brady there. Then after that, I'm going Russell Wilson. Switching it up a little. I like Russell to follow the suit of two years ago. It was Tom Brady and the Bucks. Last year was Matt Stafford and the Rams. This year, it's Russell Wilson and the Broncos. I think he finds new life this year. I think he plays great. He likes Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. He can still run with his legs. I like Russell as a top-five quarterback. Then after that, Russell gets taken, Lamar Jackson. There's always one person in your league that loves and overvalues Lamar Jackson. Heck, they might take him from the the 1-3 to spot because Lamar, I'm still worried about some of his injuries, his throwing. Yes, he'll get a ton of fantasy points running the football and get fantasy points in general. So Lamar gets taken. Then after Lamar's Kyler Murray. Again, similar to Lamar, not as quick or fast, but still electric like Lamar and Russell Wilson. Uh, he'll pick up similar yards throwing the football and running the football. Then your last quarterback gets taken, and who is that? None other than the honorary black belt, the Iowaska hippie tea drinker, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yes, I expect him to take a fantasy dip this year. No Devontae Adams. I don't think he'll throw the ball as much. Yes, he'll still throw. Yes, he'll still be great. But it won't be as, as high as a clip as it was the past two years. Now, after that, people reassess. Now, let's finish out our roster. We only got two rounds left in this mock draft, but now you're looking for your flex and bench players, maybe a tight end if you haven't drafted that yet. So round seven, our first pick in round seven, our uh, 56th pick is Brees Hall, running back for the Jets. Why haven't I heard Brees Hall before? Well, because he's a rookie running back. Rookie for the New York Jets. And I'm actually a little high on Brees Hall. Uh, I am. I might pick him a little higher than this just because I feel like he might get snagged or if people don't value him and he's still there, I'll draft to Brees Hall because I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's going to take some pressure off Zach Wilson uh, and can be this under-the-radar pick for the uh, fantasy league. Next, DK Metcalf. Another one where, wow, the mighty have fallen. But don't take that personal. DK Metcalf has Drew Locke and Geno Smith as his quarterback. Were we talking about Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy with Drew Locke? No. I had DK Metcalf last year uh, with Geno Smith, and it wasn't there. Half the time with Russell, it wasn't there. So uh, I don't think DK's not great. I think he's tremendous. Uh, but in fantasy... It's a different ball game. Then after that, pick TJ Hawkinson. Good tight end for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff likes him. He can get involved. TJ, bad pick. Then another tight end. Dalton Schultz, tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Gets picked next. Like I said, Dak Prescott, good quarterback. They got rid of Amari Cooper. CeeDee Lamb takes a bulk of those. But the ball's going to have to get distributed somewhere. Dalton Schultz can get a bigger share as well. And he's been a phenomenal tight end. And pick number five of the seventh round, Cortland Sutton. This has been uh, around the camp, uh, training camps. Russell Wilson's favorite target. 
So, yeah, if Russell Wilson's going to be a good quarterback, he's going to have to have a good target. Cortland Sutton's another low-flyer sort of guy that I like. Next up, Kyle Pitts. Why don't I have Kyle Pitts higher? Because of the quarterback situation. At least he had Matt Ryan last year. Now he's got Desmond Ritter and uh, Marcus Mariota throwing the ball to him. It doesn't instill fantasy confidence into me, let alone reality confidence. So that's why Kyle Pitts is not as high. Darren Waller, another tight end that's fallen a bit. Why? They brought in Devontae Adams. Darren Waller was kind of that wide receiver number one for them the past couple years. But they've got Devontae now, and Devontae is going to eat up a whole ton of Derek Carr's targets. That's why Darren Waller has slipped, and he also has been dealing with injuries the past few years. To close out the seventh round, pick 63, Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. Tremendous second half last year. I expect that to keep him up. Dan Campbell, like, focusing him in the offense. He was also very good and reliable. Uh, down the stretch, I think Amon Ross St. Brown gets drafted there, number eight. Now in our last round, how are we finish, finishing up our roster? Let's go Antonio Gibson, Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, Dawson Knox, tight end, Elijah Mitchell, Travis Etienne, Chris Godwin, Michael Thomas. So that's our fantasy draft. Team one. Team one gets, you know, if you were had the first overall pick in this league, the way I just drafted. Team number one has Aaron Rodgers, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, CD Lamb, AJ Brown, Travis Kelsey, Flex Michael Thomas, your bench player Brees Hall. That's pretty darn good. Team number two. Quarterback, Kyler Murray. Running back, Cam Akers. Running back, Joe Mixon. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Wide receiver, Terry McLaurin. Mark Andrews. Your flex, DK Metcalf. Chris Godwin. Again, very good to have Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and Cooper Cup as your wide receivers. Mark Andrews in there with a Joe Mixon and Kyler Murray. That's another very good team. And the theme through all these teams is they're all pretty equal. They all can win it. Team number three, Lamar Jackson, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddell, TJ Hawkinson, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne. This might be one of my favorites due to the dynamic ability of DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, Jalen Waddell, and you also throw in Justin Jefferson in there. That's a nice team. I might show this to my brother later. Uh, I think he'd pick team number three. All right, team number four. Russell Russell Wilson, Derrick Henry, and Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Michael Pittman, Dalton Schultz, your flex, Ezekiel Elliott, or you, you can choose from your bench as well, Elijah Mitchell. I'd probably put Elijah Mitchell in as my flex, uh, preferably over Ezekiel Elliott, and I like that team. I love Russell. Derrick Henry is my favorite running back. Nick Chubb there, Tyreek Hill. This might be, this might be my favorite team. Team number five. Tom Brady, Najee Harris, Leonard Fournette, Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins, Dawson Knox, David Montgomery, Cortland Sutton. Again, very solid team. Tom Brady, Najee, Leonard, you know, your two running backs are rock solid getting all the snaps. Stephon Diggs at wide receivers, Dawson Knox. I mean, this is a good team. Team number six, Justin Herbert, 
Dalvin Cook, Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Kyle Pitts, J.K. Dobbins, or Mari Cooper. This might be my least favorite team, but there's aspects of this team I really like. Justin Herbert, I think he's a stud. Dalvin Cook, really good when he's in. Same with Debo Samuel. Uh, and then your flex, J.K. Dobbins, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper may have a big year. Again, I'm not 100% sold on him because of the quarterback outlook there in Cleveland. Team 7, Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Darren Waller, Deont- Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks. Again, you get one of the best quarterbacks for your value, a running back. I love an Austin Eckler. Your wide receivers are great. Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, and then you get Darren Waller, the tight end. Again, good value there for having the seventh pick. And now let's see if you ended up with a last pick, your team number eight. Josh Allen, you got as your quarterback in this mock draft because you're the one who started a quarterback snowball effect. Then you got Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, George Kittle, Amon Rossett and Brown, and Antonio Gibson. This is another team I love. Josh Allen, who I think could win MVP. Christian McCaffrey, hopefully he has a bounce back here. Devontae Adams, George Kittle, Amon Ross, and Brown. I mean, scary time. So to me, those are all great teams. Each of those teams I just outlined and drafted have a chance to win. So what are some other fantasy draft strategies? Stream your defense on a week-to-week basis. Don't draft defense early or even at all. You don't have to worry about defense. Play it on a week-to-week basis. There's going to be favorable matchups every week. There's going to be unfavorable matchups. Don't get in love with one defense. That happened to me early in my fantasy career. I avoided uh, you know, that being my one pitfall. But as I've gotten older, I've realized stream defense. I like this matchup. I'll put those guys in. I like that. Put those guys in. And don't get emotional about the defense. Oh, I should have put that one in with a one. It's a defense. Play it on a week-to-week basis. Also, draft your kicker last. People that draft kickers first, or not first overall, but earlier than they should, it kind of bottles my mind a little bit that you draft your kicker early. Your kicker should be drafted last. Most kickers in the NFL don't get drafted. They're undrafted, and they come on your team. Don't draft a kicker. And then another player I'm just going to note, he wasn't drafted. Look out for him. DeAndre Hopkins. Why? He's suspended for for six games, so his fantasy value dips immensely because he's automatically disqualified the first six. Um, So look for him in your mid to later rounds. Get DeAndre Hopkins. Sit him on your bench until week seven uh, and then play him. Him and Kyler obviously have a good connection, but that's another strategy I'd use. And this is another iffy strategy I'll share with you. It is don't draft a running back strategy or don't draft one early. So in those first few rounds, let's say the number one running back, you know, a couple of them are gone, but Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry's, and you're not in love with the Dalvin Cooks and the Christian McCaffrey's, which is understandable. The strategy could be to avoid running backs altogether. Stockpile your good wide receivers so while people are getting – you know, Benaji Harris is the Devontae Adams, or my bad, Benaji Harris and the Christian McCaffreys. 
Dalvin Cooks, you get Devontae Adams, Jamar Chase, Debo. You get two of those variations. Then what you can do, you can always trade, like I said earlier. When somebody's desperate and they're offering you multiple forms of a trade, I tend to, if I'm not entirely in love with my team and I know he's desperate, I'll counter an offer for one of the key players. He'll take it, and you end up better. Uh, And then also, not to get too sidetracked with the avoid running back strategy, like I said, running backs get hurt more than most other positions. So Dalvin Cook, like I said, gets injured a ton. Uh, If you're going to avoid running backs and just don't draft the big dogs, you can draft the backups in your last few rounds. Alexander Madison is a backup to Dalvin Cook. He gets a majority. He'll get a majority of the snaps if he doesn't play. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, his backup changes on a yearly basis. I forget who his is, but if you want to target someone like that, Alvin Kamari gets injured. You can kind of avoid the running backs, which means your wide receivers, you know, you probably get a tight end. Everything will be set for your team except running backs. So then at that point, you either hope for a breakout, like I said, uh, draft a Brees Hall in a later round uh, for New York Jets. Hope he pan out. Uh, see how far, you know, Javante uh, Williams will fall at Cam Akers. Uh, those mid-level running backs, but if you get those other star positions out of the way, that might be another uh, strategy for you to try. You know, if you're at a point in the first round, especially later, if there's not a running back you're really, really in love with, don't draft somebody just to draft them. I draft players I want to draft. That's been my strategy. Works out well for me. It's like the stock market. I buy stocks that I like and other people like. I buy the Amazons, the Apples, the Chipotles, the Googles, the ones people use and like, and they'll go up. And they do go up, you know, on a consistent basis. You try to find these hot flashes in the pan, usually you get burned. I don't want to get burned in my fantasy. I don't want to get burned with my money. That's why I invest smart and I draft smart. And it tends to work out for me. And it's, it's the honest truth. Now, every once in a while... You'll strike gold at just the right time, and I'm happy for you. But the biggest, you know, uh, win for fantasy, having a consistent strategy to go in there with, a couple of key guys you have in mind, a couple of backups for those key guys, uh, and I'm sure your draft will go well. So that was my eight-team PPR draft, how I would react to certain things, uh, because, you know, with that being said, you know, if I draft a running back in the first round, I'll draft a wide receiver in the second round. Vice versa, if I draft a wide receiver in the first round, I'm more likely to draft a running back in the second round. Who do I value more in that situation? Again, you kind of want to get your running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver pair drafted before you draft a quarterback uh, because those are the more important positions. And quarterback can get you a ton of points. Uh, you know, if you put your hand in a pickle jar of, but Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, you know, chances are you're picking a good quarterback. So I'll leave it at that. Fantasy, a lot of people are doing it now. It's happening right now. A lot of people drafting uh, drafting in the coming weeks. Hopefully my strategy uh, 
players I've talked about help you in your fantasy football draft. I'll talk to you all later. Have a great weekend. Bye, everybody.